Okay, welcome everybody to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell, and joining me as always on Monday, Jason Cameron. Hey, buddy, this is going to be fun. Uh, how was your weekend and how was your day? Weekend was good. I didn't do much. Just just relaxed and chilled out. And then the day was wet. Very, <laughs> very wet. Yeah. I'm really happy I made the call to the boss and said, uh, I don't think we should be working outside this morning. Uh, it is a brutal storm here. And uh, he agreed. And we got saved from uh, being super soaked, uh, completely right to the bone. I'm sure we would have been. Uh, oh, and yeah. tomorrow's supposed to be sunny, so um, good on us. Yeah, it's uh, literally the only day of sun, I think, for the next three weeks. Yeah. I don't think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fortuitous timing, so yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I'm glad it's happening. Uh, glad we get that one day. Uh, I feel sorry for a lot of people that are affected by this massive storm, all the floods. Uh, good luck to everybody. Uh, hope you, uh, yeah, hope you don't uh, get stranded. Hope your uh, homes are going to be fine. Uh, yeah, just uh, uh, always the, these big storms uh, worry me. I, I heard the town of Lytton, uh, who was wiped out by a wildfire this past summer, is now... Uh, doubly wiped out by a flood now so um man uh those pe poor people up there yeah they 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 got they got hit twice and and nobody should be hit that hard twice like that yeah. by nature yeah you know? so it's, it it sucks it sucks yeah okay we're going to talk about uh week 10 of the NFL uh we're going to get into some UFC talk uh Max Holloway put himself in a position for a big payday, probably against Conor McGregor. Uh, we're going to talk some NBA, and uh, one of the greatest of all time, his son just went to prison for almost killing a guy. Uh, don't know if you heard about this, but uh, just was sentenced today, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty brutal story. Uh, we'll get into that in the NBA talk. Uh, last week was known for... All the crazy upsets. There was seven upsets and some of the biggest upsets in NFL history. Uh, we got a couple upsets in this past week, but uh, what really this week's known for is the quarterback comeback. We had uh, two comebacks in the same game with Aaron Rodgers and Rusty Wilson. And uh, Cam Newton uh, just got brought off the scrap heap and uh, re reunited with his uh, old Carolina Panthers people. And he scored two touchdowns on the first two snaps that he had. So uh, rejuvenated. He said he was eating cereal uh, this time last week. And then suddenly he's uh, back behind center uh, being a quarterback again. So kind of cool to see him back. Um, that other game with Rodgers and uh, Rusty Wilson didn't uh, pan out very well. But what do you think of uh, Cam Newton coming back? I, I, well, I was a little bit surprised. But then again, maybe I shouldn't be because Darnold seemed to be going on a trajectory going downhill quickly. <laughs> very, very quickly. So, yeah. so the Panthers need to do something. And I guess they said, well, let's go with what we know. We know he's, he's still pretty good. You know, like, I think he can give us the infusion that we need for the for the team just by his presence. And apparently 
it worked. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of wild to, to see him. Uh, supposedly, he's going to be the starting quarterback uh, coming up this Sunday. Uh, they think he's going to have the playbook down, and uh, they'll have a game plan schemed for him. P.J. Walker was their starting quarterback and fared okay, but uh, Cam came in there and was super dynamic. Uh, did you see, as soon as he scored that first touchdown, ripped off his helmet and just yelled, I'm back! I'm back! He kept yelling. Uh, it was, uh, he was a very happy guy. Yeah, of course. Cause I would be very happy too, when I'm getting, collecting an NFL paycheck again. So yeah, that that's, that's number one. And number two, he won. So yeah, yeah he's got a lot to be grateful and happy about. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, uh, the Monday nighter tonight, uh, so far it's quite the shocker. We've got the seven and two Rams against the three and five Niners and the Niners are dominating. They're winning 24-7. They've got the ball about midfield right now and uh, marching again. Uh, the Niners only had two possessions in the first half, and they were up 21-7 to at halftime. Uh, pretty weird to think that two possessions and you got 21 points. But uh, they, they had uh, Jimmy Ward picked off uh, Matthew Stafford twice and returned one of them, pick six, to the house. Um, yeah, another big upset brewing here. Surprising, surprising. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought the Rams would have come up with a little bit more fire and I didn't think that it would be the 49ers that would come up with all the fire and then the Rams would just come out. I would say somewhat flat for this particular game. Very flat, uh, very surprising. Um, but this weird, this year has been very weird, uh, very strange. And the Rams are, trying to match the Cardinals who, who had another loss uh, at eight and two top of the uh, NFC West. But um, yeah, so far uh, nearing the end of the third quarter, um, San Fran's up a few scores. Uh, I guess uh, it was kind of talked about a lot on the Rams side of the ball because there was going to be the debut of Von Miller and the debut of Odell Beckham Jr., uh, both of them haven't had much impact yet, but um, yeah, it seems like the Rams are definitely going all in, really want to host the Super Bowl uh, in their home park. And um, but uh, yeah, so far, the, these guys haven't been able to do anything much. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because of the fact that I guess now, I guess in hindsight, it was a good thing that they brought in Odell Beckham Jr. because Robert Woods, unfortunately, suffered that injury in practice tearing his ACL. So he's gone for the season, which is just, it's a huge blow. It's a huge blow. So, um, so with him being there, but Odell Beckham Jr. has to show that he can still do something to contribute to the team. And so maybe he does that this game. If he doesn't, hopefully in the next couple of games. Yeah. He's got, he's got two catches for 18 yards so far. Uh, Cooper cup has four for 44 yards. Um, Tyler Higby got the, the lone touchdown for them. Uh, let's see, Vaughn Miller stats just one tackle, one assist so far, so uh, definitely not a lot of impact. Uh, two picks for Stafford, like I said. Uh, Jimmy G having a great game 13 for 16, 135 yards and a TD. And uh, Debo Samuel has uh, the touchdown on the ground, um, and George Kittle has a TD through the air. Uh, Debo has three catches for 50 yards. Um, he's having a phenomenal year. And um, yeah, uh, 
whatever game plan the Niners have put together, they're um, yeah, they're doing great. Uh, we'll keep you posted throughout the night. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd be really surprised because we've seen so many upsets recently. Uh, this the parody in the NFL. I don't think has ever been the way it is this year. Uh, I think this is an unprecedented year, the longest NFL season ever, and I think it's probably going to be the tightest one from top to bottom. Yeah, and and there's a couple contributing factors or contributing to the parity of the NFL, uh, number one being, I, I would imagine, uh, COVID-19 yeah. being a thing, and then the fact that uh, some of these guys, some of the top players are out from week to week on the COVID-19 protocol, which just adds to the parity because it just brings those top teams back down to a certain level sure. where the middling teams or even the lower, lower end teams now have a shot of beating them. Yeah. Yeah. We see, see that with Steelers, uh, Ben Roethlisberger out and they ended up tying the woeful Detroit lions. Uh, I'm actually watching the, Peyton and Eli um, feed and Draymond Green is their guest tonight. Uh, he's been uh, on there for quite a while. Uh, he seems to actually know a ton about football. He played a little bit in college. Uh, he said that he actually prefers watching football over the NBA. Wow. That is actually kind of surprising considering how much of a student of the game Draymond is for the NBA. Yeah. that he actually prefers on his off time to watch the NFL as opposed to his, uh, the NBA. That's that's surprising to me. That's surprising. That was kind of neat, too. Uh, they talked to Draymond, and, um, and Peyton said, I heard that you can recite every name of every guy that got drafted before you uh, in your draft year, all 34 of them. And he's like, yeah, I can do that. He goes, yeah, it was one of my greatest days but I was really angry that I went into that second round and I thought I'm going to prove to everybody that they made a mistake. And uh, he goes, yeah, I'm going to list them off. And he started listing off those 34 names and uh, Peyton let him get to about nine or 10 and said, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> and then they, they showed the list on the side of the screen there. And uh, there's a lot of guys that get that chip on their shoulder and they just want to, you know, prove everybody wrong for passing on them. Well, yeah. And, uh, but I think he's definitely succeeded. Three rings will do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah. 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 He's been able to uh, become one of the greatest of all time, even though he doesn't score a ton, uh, man, he contributes really well to that team. And, uh, he's a hothead on the court, but man, is he super valuable to that team? Yeah. And he's like, you could say heart and soul. He wears everything on his sleeve. And on top of that, it may not be offensive. Well, actually offensively, he is, you could say he's like a point forward. You can run the offense of that team, but then all at the same time, he's the defensive point. He's the spearhead as well because he runs the defense. He's his defensive savant. He really is. Yeah. When it comes to his defensive chops, there's nobody bet. There's very few that are as good as him in the league. Yeah. I mentioned upsets. Uh, the biggest upset was Washington uh, taking down Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Bucks. That was huge. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. And uh, off the top, I talked about the comeback with Aaron Rodgers, who's uh, uh, a COVID liar, and Rusty Wilson off his broken finger. 
the rust, they, they, they thought that there was going to be rust there, and there definitely was. Seahawks shut out for the first time in 10 years, uh, the entire era of Russell Wilson, 150 games, never been shut out. Uh, it was a tough game to watch. Uh, it wasn't fun, but uh, what would you think of this one? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was a very tough game to watch. Like uh, Aaron Rodgers did enough to win, but he wasn't stellar. And 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 Russell Wilson was. You could tell he he was lacking reps. He 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 was lacking that. So uh, with that being said, still surprising that they got utterly shut out on the on the scoreboard. That they weren't even able to put up a field goal. You know, yeah. like I, I I was a little bit surprised at that. And then with Rodgers. You know, he did he did all right. He did enough to win. 23 and 37, 219 yards, but with one pick. The one thing that I was actually more intrigued by was the fact that he somewhat apologized for his misleading statements. Yeah. Somewhat. Right. Not really, kind of. <laughs> okay. And I was just like, I guess that's as good as it's gonna get. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. It wasn't uh it wasn't the proper apology, but he tried a little bit, I guess. Uh, it looks like the Seahawks are going to be um, fined quite a bit this week. Uh, the first fine that's expected to come down is for DK Metcalf, who was tossed out of the game and who re-entered the game. And uh, then they said, hey, man, what are you doing? You've been kicked out. You're supposed to be back in the locker room. And he's like, what? Nobody told me. And uh, he, he exited the game again. So. Uh, I mean, entered the game again. So, um, yeah, I heard there's a fine coming for him. Wow. Okay, so hold on a second. So nobody told him, but he still left the field, right? No. So so why did you leave the field? <laughs> that would be my first question. It's like, yeah. so nobody told you that you got tossed, but yet you still left the field. So, all right, so why did you leave? Like, why did you just keep playing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that the excuse is going to fly with the NFL. So I'm sure that uh, will come down. Also, uh, Pete Carroll, I think, is going to be uh, fine for criticizing the refs. He said the refs were to blame for the Seahawks loss. He pointed out, uh, he pointed out at least three plays that um, were instrumental in the loss. He said he, he uh, went into a lot of detail on Russell Wilson's. Uh, first quarter scramble that uh, that uh, uh, I guess they they fumbled uh, the ball and uh, they ended up giving it to uh, Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers second quarter fumble fumble with the Seahawks uh, recovered, but then they ended up giving it back to Green Bay as well. And uh, Kevin King's interception of Wilson in the third quarter. Uh, you can clearly see the ball going into his hands. And as he went to the ground, the ball ended up touching the turf and he didn't really have control of it. And it seemed to all be slanted Green Bay's way. Um, Pete was mad and uh, I haven't heard him talk that lengthy at uh, how the refs screwed them and caused them to lose the game. Well, I, I, I appreciate the, his candor. Unfortunately, it's going to cost him money. But if he's right, though, well, then the NFL will kind of look into that and be like, well, the refs need to be a little bit more on top of their game. But at the same time, kind of can't criticize them for saying, you cost us the game. Yeah, no, the NFL doesn't like that when you do that. So. No, it's usually uh, definitely frowned upon. So 
some bad news uh, for the Packers came down today. Aaron Jones uh, has a sprained knee. Um, they say that uh, they figure it's not super serious. Uh, one to two weeks, but um, huge weapon uh, not in their lineup uh, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well, I guess they're going to have to rely on A.J. Dillon a little bit more uh, in the backfield, who, did, hey, he, he had a good game. 21 attempts, 66 yards, two touchdowns, and two receptions for 62 yards. So I would imagine his usage will spike uh, for, the, for these next two games that uh, Jones is out. And the Packers, uh, Whitney Merciless, uh, uh, blew out his knee and is expected to miss the rest of the season. So, um, yeah, uh, AJ Dillon, uh, yeah, looked uh, really phenomenal actually in that game. Uh, he, he really came through with a great game, a uh, couple touchdowns on the ground and had a couple of really nice, uh, catches, uh, catches and runs. Um, yeah, he's, he's, um, he's becoming a, a really uh, big weapon for them as well. Yeah, he's become uh, somebody that uh, Aaron Rodgers is definitely relying on in the offense, and uh, he's going to have to rely on him quite a bit more since Jones is going to be out for a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Seahawks, uh, do we count them out? Uh, are they done for the playoffs now? Do you think uh, we've seen the last of them being able to, to make it? It's going to be really hard for them to make the playoffs. Like, really, really hard. Like, Russell Wilson will have to show some sort of MVP form for them to do that. And I just, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think the team has it in them. I'm going to be honest. I just don't, it just doesn't feel like this is their season this year. Um, they're, yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't, I think they're out of the playoffs race already yeah. as it is. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, Cardinals, Cowboys and uh, Bucks are, are division leaders right now. Uh, Rams, Saints, and Panthers are in the wild card positions in the hunt. You got Vikings, Falcons, and Eagles. Um, but uh, the the two things that I noticed um, the the Seahawks play the Lions, the Texans, and the Bears. Uh, so the Lions and Texans they should be wins. Uh, Bears are also three and six, same as them. So um, that could be three more wins. Uh, they have to play the Cardinals a couple times, uh, but yeah, they've had a they've had a tough season and three and six. Uh, it's hard to think that they're going to be able to make the playoffs. Yeah, because like you know, like yeah, the, the amount of wins that they have to get down the stretch, I don't know if they can pull that off. I I really do. I really have my doubts. Lions and Texans. Could be very helpful, you know, because those teams are garbage. But uh, I hope Seahawks don't play down to their level yeah, and then make it into a dogfight for themselves because that could happen as well. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that takes care of the NFC West. Uh, why don't we turn to the NFC South? Um, the big upset, as I mentioned off the top, uh, Washington football team came in at two and six and beat the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, picking off Tom Brady twice in the first quarter, two out of his first six passes. Uh, he hasn't thrown two picks in the first quarter in many, many, many years, I think since 2012. Um, he just seemed off. Uh, he just wasn't hitting his receivers. And uh, I guess Father Time's finally caught up to him. 
You say that now, right? And then and then the next game he throws for 400, 400 yards. So yeah. I, I, I can't do that. I won't do that because I I'm very good at messing myself over whenever I, I talk ill of Tom Brady and then he just goes off and I'm like, ah, now I look like an idiot. So I'm just going to say this. He was off for this particular night. Yeah. All right. I, I'll say this, but on the, on the flip side, Heineke was most certainly on. Yeah. He played a fantastic game, made throws when he needed to make throws. Went 26 to 32, 256 yards, one touchdown. Like he basically was the conductor for Washington's win. Yeah. Without him, they don't win, period. I couldn't believe that 19 play drive that lasted 10 minutes. That was really, really the biggest key for this victory. Uh, they kept Tom on the sideline. They wore down that defense and they just kept getting about three to four yards per play. And just chipped away. Uh, Nineteen play drive. That's got to be one of the longest out of any any drive this entire season. And uh, Heineke's looking looking good. He's looking comfortable in there. Uh, they had a really good game plan. And uh, ten minute drive, nineteen plays. That's that's usually going to really be a key to victory. Yes, it is. And and also too, your key to victory definitely has to be keeping the ball out of Tom Brady's hands and a 19 play drive will definitely do that for you. Wow. Debo Samuel just scored a touchdown for the Niners, uh, 30 to seven, uh, waiting, uh, an extra point or two point conversion, uh, 30 to seven. And that was uh, on a fourth down play. I think it was fourth and seven. I think they were, and they were going for it. And Jimmy G, uh, finds his, (laughs) Favorite weapon across the middle, uh, right in the middle of three guys, and Samuel takes it to the house. I don't see the Rams coming back on a a 31-7 deficit with 11 minutes left. Yeah, I don't see that either. I think the 49ers got their number tonight. Uh, And Devo Samuel, that (laughs) guy, it's been amazing this year. Yeah, amazing year. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a huge upset. Uh, really shocking. Uh, I know that the Bucks are missing uh, Gronk. They're missing Antonio Brown. Uh, but their defense, um, you know, just a really strange game for that defense. Um, they they won the Super Bowl last year. One of the key reasons why they won the Super Bowl because of that defense. Returned all 11 starters, but um, seemed to be having an off game the last two games. Yeah. And also, too, like I, I have to point out that their secondary is still banged up. Yeah. And they, they're, they're still missing their starters. It, it's, it's a hodgepodge of whatever they could put together back there. Yeah. So that is definitely a weakness for that defense is their secondary. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, they're still kind of getting by, even with that patchwork secondary that they do have. Yeah. Uh, Washington, unfortunately, received some terrible news that Chase Young, uh, their defensive end, is um, gone for the season, torn ACL as he was uh, sacking Tom Brady. Uh, he got twisted up and, uh, and blew his knee out. Um, tough. Uh, rookie last year, won Rookie of the Year. Uh, really phenomenal defensive end, pro bowler. Uh, huge blow for the, for the Washington football team. Yeah, it's, uh, as you said, huge blow. 
Wish the young man well. It's going to obviously it's going to take him quite some time for him to get back on the field. Uh, and it just sucks for the Washington football team because they lost one of their prime defensive studs on their on their uh, on their defense. Yeah. So uh, the Bucks uh, do, still sit in first place in the South. Uh, the Saints are second, sitting at five and four. Um, they uh, lost a tight one to Tennessee. They got the ball. Uh, they scored the touchdown. They went for the two-point conversion. Were stopped by the Titans. Uh, Titans minus Derrick Henry, still the best team in the AFC, eight and two, and uh, surprising a lot of people that they keep trying. Chugging along, uh, even though they're missing one of the best players in the whole league. Yeah, it, it is kind of surprising, but they're just finding ways to win. They're just finding ways to win. Uh, <laughs> their rushing yards are not the same, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> like at all. Yeah. But at the same time, they're just finding ways to win. Tannehill, 19 to 27, 213 yards with a touchdown. And then five carries. I love this stat. Five carries for one yard and a touchdown. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, 21 yards last week, 21 yards this week. So, uh, yeah, you can count on him for a couple first downs, maybe. Uh, yeah, really crazy that 36 year old is almost time to put out the pasture. Uh, really not uh, any factor. Yeah, they, they really didn't uh, have much yardage on the ground. That's for sure. But Marcus Johnson had a fantastic game, five catches for 100 yards. And, and um, yeah, they just did enough. Uh, they just did enough to get another victory. Uh, do you think uh, people are, you know, considering them a front runner to be in that Super Bowl? Uh, even they've got a game and a half lead, but, um, you know, they're not setting the world on fire without, without Derrick Henry. Yeah, exactly. I, I would love to put them in that, in that, in that talk, in that realm, but, Derrick Henry just means so much to that team that I, I just, even though they're winning, they're finding ways to win. I just can't put them there. Yeah. I can't put them there because Derrick Henry makes that team so much better when he's in the lineup and he's not right now. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Simeon had almost 300 yards passing uh, pretty decent game with a couple TDs. Uh, Mark Ingram jr. Great to see him back. Uh, he just set the all time record for most yards for a saint. Uh, he was able to pass a uh, Deuce Staley and um, yeah, good on him. Uh, uh, you can see the massive smile on his face, getting himself out of Houston, coming here, being a prime back. Uh, Alvin Kamara was out. So he was uh, their number one guy and um, yeah, great to see him be able to generate a lot of yards and uh, yeah, become the all time saint. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Like he, 14 carries, 47 yards and a touchdown, four receptions for 61 yards. So he was a double dual threat yeah. in this particular game. And uh, yeah, man, if, if something is going to give you some positivity in your life, it's getting out of Houston. Yeah. And uh, that's what he did. So he's super happy, super excited. And then getting that, uh, that record is uh, very gratifying for him, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've covered the Bucks, Saints, and Panthers. Um, the uh, I'll mention that the Titans host the Texans early window um, next Sunday, and the Saints are on to 
Philly to take on the Eagles. Also the early window. Uh, one week from tonight, the Bucks host the Giants. Uh, Washington hosts the Patriots. Um, the Falcons. Um, okay. I don't know how much we want to talk about the Falcons. Um, geez. Uh, rough go there. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys uh, really just uh, put a licking on them. Yeah, they destroyed them. They just, they utterly, they, they just they blew them out. Like it, this was literally the game that they needed to wipe the taste out of their mouth from last week. They got that done. Matty Ryan, Matty Ice had an awful day. <laughs> it was awful. Like it was really bad. I don't know why he even took the field. Nine of 21, 117 yards, two interceptions. It, it was bad. And one of those interceptions went to our boy, Trayvon Diggs, for his league leading eight pick. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's he's still uh, picking the ball off and uh, being incredible. Yeah, uh, even Josh Rosen came in. I thought I think they thought, okay, Maddie, uh, uh, time to take a seat on the bench. We're down by uh, forty. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll put Rosen in. <laughs> Rosen was one for six, fourteen <laughs> yards and an interception. So uh, it didn't fare much better there. It was, it was. I'm sure they were not. Happy in that locker room. That that probably was like a morgue in there. Yeah. Yeah. I I think they were just kind of like, let's just get out of here. Let's just have this game over with. Because we are getting our ass handed to us right now. We really are. So I've heard a lot of people Uh say today that uh, they think Dak Prescott uh, is the front runner for MVP. Uh, what do you, uh, what do you think? Uh, if he stays healthy, um, do you see him being one of the, in one of the guys in the mix for the MVP of the league? Oh, we're talking about Dak Prescott. If he stays healthy, if he continues on his streak, the way that he's going. Yeah. I, I, he's gotta be a front runner right now. Like look, look at his numbers, even for this game. 24, 31, 296 yards, two touchdowns, two carries, five yards, and yet another touchdown. Like, yeah, man. Like he's 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 doing he's he's doing big things. He's doing really well. So yeah. I I would have to you would have to consider him as a front runner for the MVP right now, for sure. Yeah. Cowboys had the most points in a first half since 1980. Uh, this was their first 40-point victory since beating the Eagles in 1990. Randall Cunningham uh, got pasted by the Cowboys uh, back when the Cowboys were uh, winning Super Bowls. Uh, so, yeah, they're putting up some historic numbers there. And, uh, yeah, this was not close whatsoever. Uh, I watched the early part of it, and then I thought, Onto something that's going to be a little more close, a little more entertaining. Yeah, I, I, it, this was a hard game to watch, man, because like the Falcons just got, you know, like annihilated. Like, like they, they were never really in this game. Like, no. it was just, it was a complete and utter decimation by the Cowboys. So, yeah, yeah. Falcons are not very good this year. No, not at all. <laughs> Uh, CD Lamb also had a phenomenal game, six catches, 94 yards, and a couple TDs. And, and, uh, yeah, the Cowboys are firing on all cylinders. Uh, Cowboys 
play the Chiefs this coming Sunday. Uh, massive Titanic battle. It's the uh, it's a 105 uh, Pacific time game, 405 Eastern. Um, yeah, I'm sure looking forward to that. KC uh, seems like they've figured it out. Uh, they had a big blowout win as well against the Raiders. And um, yeah, I think this could be one of the games of the year. Cowboys, Chiefs. It could be, and I, I, I hope because I want to be entertained by this game. I hope it's just a offensive explosion by both teams. And let's see who can outscore the other team. That's kind of what I want to see. I want to see these guys just going to go for it and just start gunslinging all over the all that'd over be, the field. Yeah, that'd be great. I hope so too. Yeah, I hope it's an offensive explosion. Oh, Rams. Uh, Rams almost scored a touchdown there. Van Jefferson had it, but bobbled it in the end zone. Uh, still 31, seven, eight minutes left. Uh, it would be incredible comeback if they do it. Uh, Philip Rivers is now the guest for yeah. Peyton and Eli. Do you see that? Yeah, I'm seeing that. I'm surprised one of his 18 kids is not hanging off him. I, I know that he's got like a, like a plethora of kids right there. Yes. So. He managed to get some quiet time just for a little bit. Good for him. Yes, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> okay, we mentioned the Falcons. Uh, they host the Patriots on Thursday. Patriots are playing really well, so uh, could be more trouble for the Falcons. Uh, sitting last in the NFC South. Uh, okay, we mentioned the NFC East with the Cowboys, first in the division, 7-2. and two. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles sit second, uh, only 4-6. and six. Uh, but they were able to beat Denver 30 to 13. Jalen Hurts looked great. Um, he was able to get uh, three touchdowns. Uh, two of his touchdowns went to Devontae Smith, who had a phenomenal game. Uh, but this game is being talked about for Teddy Bridgewater not making a tackle, probably making one of the weakest efforts we've ever seen on a uh, interception that he threw. and. Uh, did you see the play? It was it was pretty bad. Yeah, against Darius Slay, where he returned it for 82 yards for the fumble for the touchdown. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I think he tried to do the Ole, like where he's like, oh, 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 I used too quick. It's too fast. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know, man. You're pretty fast, dude. You could have tracked him down and tackled him, but yeah. you're just like, oh, yeah, you coach. You, it's just too fast. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it was uh, it was rough to watch, and uh, he has taken a lot of abuse for uh, just not making an effort at all. Uh, it was, yeah, they showed it over and over and over last <laughs> yeah. night on every highlight show, and just kept <laughs> laughing at him, laughing at him. And now the Broncos fans are wanting his head. It's pretty crazy. Well, yeah, it's gonna say, come on, man! Like you're a professional athlete, have some pride, like. I know you're a quarterback. You're not supposed to tackle people, but you know, you don't tackle that guy. He's going to the house. And then you just said, ah, let him have it. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, not good at all. And uh, Denver's uh, had a sort of a surprising year. I've been playing pretty good. We're five and four going into this one, but uh, yeah, Philly, um, yeah, Philly was the better team. Uh, Jalen Hurts, man, he's a fun quarterback to watch. Uh, he's, um, yeah, he's he's always uh, entertaining. He's always running. He's, uh, yeah, he's very elusive. And and um, I, I think the Eagles probably are really happy they got him instead of Carson Wentz. Uh, I think 
uh, if he can, you know, figure it out a little more uh, in the pocket, I think, uh, yeah, look out. Uh, he's he's a really talented player. Yeah, he's a super talented player. And then especially if they give him more weapons to you know, work with and stuff, yeah. I, I think uh, his potential is unlimited at this point in time because he's he's got the same – he feels like he has the same sort of skills as Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying he's Lamar Jackson, yeah. but – if you're looking at his numbers, 16 of 23, 178 yards, two touchdowns, and then 14 attempts for another 53 yards, he has that capability within yeah. him. Yeah. He, has, he has the ability. So, yes, I, I think the Eagles should be happy with this, with their quarterback as it is. They just need to get surround him with more things to play with on the yeah. field. I liked uh, Jordan Jordan Howard's game. Uh, he only had 12 carries, but he had 83 yards, uh, 6.9 yards uh, per carry, and he's um, yeah, he's he can be a good weapon for them. But you're right, they need uh, they need more there. Uh, hopefully, uh, Jalen Hurts will get a few more weapons uh, next season. So, uh, okay, so that's the East. Uh, Dallas first, Philly second, Washington sitting third, three and six, and the Giants also three and six. But the Giants had a bye this week. Uh, Philly hosts the Saints 10 a.m. And the Broncos uh, go into their bye week. So uh, we'll see. Uh, okay. So we have covered the top team in the NFC North with the Packers, who are now 8-2. Uh, the Vikes are second. Uh, they sit at 4-5. and five. They had a very upsetting, uh, up, a big upset against the Chargers. Uh, a lot of people thought the Chargers were going to come in and and beat them quite handily, but uh, the Vikes were the better team on this one, and uh, Dalvin Cook came back, had a, a lot of touches, uh, was one of the keys to the to this victory. Yeah, and, and the Vikings came into the game with five players on the COVID-19 list. Mr. Safety, Harrison Smith, their center, Garrett Bradbury, gone. And with the fact that Dalvin Cook's going through his civil suit with a former girlfriend, all of that didn't matter still beat the Chargers. Yeah. That's That was quite impressive. That was a very, very impressive win. Cousins went off 25-37, 294 yards and two touchdowns. And Dalvin oh. Cook, yeah, not being affected by that other stuff that he's going through in his personal life, 24 attempts, 94 yards and a touchdown. That The Vikings surprised me. I did not think they would win this game, and they did. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I was not expecting it. Uh, and I uh, really kicked me in the gut because I'm a Chargers fan. And uh, yeah, both the Seahawks and the Chargers both lost in that <laughs> afternoon window. I was like, oh, man, what a waste of an afternoon. I was uh, hoping for both teams and Seahawks get shut out. Chargers lose. It was like, oh, man, this is not fun. But um, yeah, as we said off the top, uh, lots of parody, and uh, yeah, you just never know. Any given Sunday, as they say. Uh, Justin Jefferson went off nine catches, 143 yards. Uh, this guy is becoming a crazy, crazy weapon. Uh, he's kind of making people forget about Stefan Diggs. Yeah, a little bit. Yes, for sure. Like he's 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 coming up big, and Cousins is finding him over and over again. Like yeah. Uh, you know, Thielen is obviously right there for him, but uh, Jefferson is becoming uh, more of a weapon for Cousins going forward, and he's just going to be more and more utilized because the kid is good. He's really good. This was an interesting stat I saw during the game. Uh, the Vikings are the only team in the whole league to lead every single game they've played by seven-plus points. 
no other team has been able to, to do that. So uh, at some point in the entire 10 game schedule, uh, they've led uh, by seven plus points. Uh, that's pretty neat. That is, that is pretty neat because then you'd think that the record would be better. It is yeah. not, but uh, at least, at least they've, they've proven to show that they can score the football. Yeah. They can score well. Uh, so the Vikes host Green Bay early window uh, Sunday, and the Chargers host the Steelers in the Sunday nighter. Uh, that should be fun. Hopefully Ben Roethlisberger's back from the COVID list, and they have a full compliment. Uh, Mason Rudolph uh, just isn't doesn't have the same kind of uh, abilities there. So uh, okay, uh, Chicago Bears had a bye. They sit third in the NFC North at three and six. And, um, they, uh, yeah, they are ahead of Detroit, um, who still is winless. Uh, they stopped their third, no, their 12 game losing streak, but still winless, uh, in 13, uh, man, this was an ugly game. Oh my God. 16, 16 tie. Um, uh, I was just laughing at the end. I was hearing all these players say, uh, there's ties in the NFL. I didn't know that. I couldn't believe how many guys didn't know there was ties in the league. They just were like, uh, don't we have more overtime? Are you sure? Like, uh, really ties? I never knew we had ties. It made me laugh so hard. I was choking on what I was drinking. Cause Guy after guy after guy kept coming to the podium and saying, man, I never really knew we had ties. Uh, I just never knew. Oh, that's, that's a new one to me. Even Dan Campbell came and said, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Uh, I don't even know what's going on. I really am shocked by this. And, and this is the coach. He's supposed to know that they have ties, but he didn't seem to even know. Why am I not surprised? That you know what I mean? <laughs> Why am I not surprised? The lines are like, hey, would you look at that? You can tie a game. I, I, I didn't know. How about this? Would you look at that? You can't win a game. <laughs> That's as good as it gets for you guys. Yeah, you can- that could be it. Hey, eh? wow. That could be the highlight of their entire year. <laughs> they, they, never, they couldn't win a game, but at least they didn't lose every single one. Uh, it was bad, man. Um, they okay when they when they got their 16 points okay it looked all right it looked okay they, they might have a chance here they had nine more possessions after those 16 points seven punts one missed field goal and they got the ball final seconds i think 10 seconds left they recovered a a, a fumble uh they, their kicker their kicker is he has to be the saddest looking kicker i've ever seen that field goal attempt in overtime was so pathetic. Like they, they got him immediately cut this guy. He is just terrible. He was in college and he got cut from the college team because they said, you're not good enough. You got to punt the ball, not, not field goal kick. And somehow he made it into the NFL for Detroit. Like what the hell is going on? Are they, are they purposely losing? Like this guy doesn't even look like a kicker and that's saying something. Well, no, no, I, I think Dan Campbell is just like, get me that guy. That's our <laughs> kicker. <laughs> it was, oh my God. Like this, that was the 
one of the worst attempts at a field goal I've ever seen. It was pathetic. Yeah, well, he just it's like he blew a tire or something. I I don't know, man. Like it just the the whole game just made me laugh because it's like, wow, I guess the Steelers really miss Ben Roethlisberger. Like this could have been the day, the game where Ben's like, okay, guys, I I'll put I'll put you on my back and I I got this one. All right, because this team is not very good. We got oh beat. Wow. And then, but Rudolph was just like, well. This, this team's pretty good, you know. Like I don't think I can get past them. <laughs> Incredible, man! Incredible. Uh, yeah, it, it shows you. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's been taking a lot of heat this year. They said he's done. He's not capable anymore. But uh, if he was in there, Steelers win this game handily. It's it's a no brainer. But Mason Rudolph, you know, he's had ten uh, starts in the past uh, three seasons, and yeah, he was completely ineffective. Yeah, he, he was. He was he, he he was just in there to try to try to not lose the game, which he did. He did. He did, he, he, got, he got that done at least. You know, like he, he got the tie against the worst team in the NFL. Jared, Jared Goff is man. He has fallen off the face of the planet. He he went to the Super Bowl a few seasons ago, and it was a absolutely pathetic performance by Jared Goff. Like. This guy is – he might be the worst quarterback in the league suddenly. Boom. Yeah, and and also, too, I, I, I remember a couple seasons ago, he was in one of the most exciting games I've ever seen against the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> and now he can't do anything. Amazing. Like uh, incredible. So, so bizarre, so bizarre. Uh, at least we didn't see Dan Campbell cry, but he says he's in the twilight zone. I uh, don't know if he'll be crying a little bit this week, but – uh, man, he is hilarious when he gets up there and he just seems like, I don't even know how that guy got a job. Like it's so bizarre. He, he, he seems like deer in the headlights and, and he's like, ties really weird. I never knew that. Wow. That's bizarre. I hope they bring him back for another season. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for right now is the guy just, he just, he just brings me so much joy. Like it's just so, it's so funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god yeah it's it's insane insane um the Steelers were dealt a big blow JJ Watt got hurt uh late in the third quarter he uh was sacking Goff uh he uh was hit with a hip and a knee injury um he was a beast as usual but uh yeah fingers crossed uh one of the best Players in the league, defensive, probably one of the best defensive players in the league by far. Um, really, really tough if he's out for long, but uh, let's 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 hope it's nothing serious. Yeah, hopefully, because the Steelers need him. They really, really need that guy on defense. Yeah. Uh, okay, Steelers go to the Los Angeles to face the Chargers Sunday nighter, as I mentioned, and the Lions go to Cleveland, who. Uh, uh, aren't looking very good either, but uh, yeah, they probably are better than those uh, those lions. Uh, okay, we've we've covered the NFC. Let's turn to the AFC. Uh, we talked about the Titans, um, eight and two. Uh, they are uh, top of the conference, game and a half lead. Um, the Colts sit right behind them in second, and the AFC South with uh, a five and five record. Uh, they just squeaked out a win against the Jags. I don't know if the Jags are getting better or that was just an off game for the Colts, but uh, Jags are two and seven, 23, 17. Um, 
No, not not too impressive, but uh, I guess the Colts are uh, still at least chugging along. Yeah, the Colts are chugging along, and Taylor is is uh, is the is the motor for that engine. Like he had a great game again: twenty-one attempts for one hundred sixteen yards and a touchdown. Wentz good enough: twenty-two, thirty-four, hundred eighty yards, and Pittman with five receptions for seventy-one yards. Yeah, the Colts they did what they had to do. Yeah. They beat the Jags. They beat. They won a game that they should win. It wasn't wasn't the greatest of wins, but it was still a win. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's really not a lot of weapons there for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he's had a tough, tough rookie year. Uh, they they were decent on the ground. They had a couple touchdowns. One from Agnew. One from Robinson. Uh, Dan Arnold. Uh, they requ- acquired him a couple of weeks ago, and he was their um, top pass catcher with five catches for sixty seven. But uh, two and seven, uh, yeah, not going anywhere. And um, yeah, we're we're down to four and a half minutes left. Thirty-one-seven. Uh, yeah, Niners are gonna take this one. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, I just just want to point out they just showed Philip Rivers like massive family just for a second there. Did they? I lost count. I I think there was nine children. <laughs> there was even a baby in there. There might have been. I I don't know. Amazing. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, at least they're probably all with the same women. That's not the same we could say for a lot of the players uh, out there. <laughs> very true. Very true. It's all with his one wife. That 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 is true. <laughs> you mentioned uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he's the first player since Ladanian Tomlinson in two thousand and six with a uh, hundred plus scrimmage yards and a rushing touchdown in seven straight games. So, um, huge weapon. And a guy that they rely on week after week, seven straight uh, great games in a row. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's hope that he stays healthy because, God forbid, if that guy goes down with an injury, I don't know what would happen with the Colts offense if that were to happen. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah, they'd be in big trouble. Uh, okay, uh, Houston, last in the division, uh, one and eight on a bye week. <laughs> Uh, that covers that division. Colts go to Buffalo early window Sunday, and the Jags host the Niners. Uh, the Niners get an easy victim, uh, yeah, compared to the Rams. Uh, yeah, it should be a, a great Sunday for them. Uh, AFC North, a very tight division. All four teams, 500 or better. Really, really close division there. Uh, the Ravens, despite losing to Miami on Thursday, sit atop the division at six and three. Uh, we covered the Steelers, who sit second at five, three, and one now. Uh, the Bengals have a bye uh, week, and they sit in third at five and four. And the Browns sit last at five and five, fresh off a crushing loss to the Patriots, 45 to seven. Um, can you believe? how much the Patriots have suddenly come on. Um, you froze there. Did you hear what I was talking about? The Patriots blew out the Browns. Yes. Yes, they did. And unfortunately for the Browns, they suffer some more heartache because May- Baker Mayfield leaves the game with a knee injury. Sucks. Yeah. Super sucks for the Browns. And then the thing that really sucks is that the Patriots destroyed them. They <laughs> Pasted them like I I I'm gonna be honest. Did not see that coming. No, did not see the Browns just being 
annihilated by the Patriots, annihilated. Mm-hmm. And then Mac Jones being the run rookie quarterback that's winning games. Yeah. He's winning. You know, like he's, he's being relevant. Yeah. And, and Belichick, I, I guess he's, he's doing some Belichick magic again. He's doing stuff. Yeah. He's getting things done. It's getting things accomplished. Jones, he had a great game, man. 19, 23, 198 yards, three touchdowns. And uh, his favorite receiver was Bourne, four receptions, 98 yards, and one touchdown. It also got out to Henry, four receptions, 37 yards, for two touchdowns himself. Jacoby Myers got his first career touchdown. Three seasons as he's been in the NFL. First time in the end zone. Uh, crazy. He He's had uh, 39 games, 135 catches, 1,527 yards, and he finally, finally got in the end zone. Crazy, hey? Crazy. Yeah, that, that is actually a crazy stat, that the fact that that man has not been able to celebrate the end zone up until this point in time. <laughs> Hopefully he has more opportunities to do that in the future, not just once every three years he gets in. I don't. I don't think I've seen more people celebrate a touchdown. Uh, that was a monkey that was the size of King Kong on his back, and every week the reporters were hammering the hammering him, the fans on all the talk shows and the radio shows, and oh, they were like, "What the hell's up with Myers? Why can't he get a touchdown?" Finally, finally, finally got one. Maybe this will open the floodgates, and he'll be able to score a lot. And um, yeah, Belichick, uh, he was always considered a genius, you know, complete jerk to the media, but you know, he's been able to, uh, you know, forge a lot of great, great, great things out of that team year after year. Tom Brady was there obviously, but so much turnover all the, over all the years, but winning all those Super Bowls and uh, Cam Newton experiment didn't work there, but this Mac Jones, uh, yeah, I, I would say he's runner running away with the rookie of the year uh, so far. Yeah, yeah. How how could he not? He's he's the one quarterback that's winning, you know. Like so, and that's uh, and that and and also too, just playing for a coach like Bill Belichick can't be easy. It can't be an easy thing because he's a pretty demanding dude, and he's getting it done. And also too, I want to point out that Stevenson, great game. Huge game, twenty carries, hundred yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, no, he he's uh, filling in and uh, looking great. That was a, a hell of a game from him, uh, being able to get the, hit the century mark and get a couple times into the end zone. And um, yeah, we'll see uh, what happens with Baker Mayfield. Um, Case Keenum came in, but uh, just not the same. Uh, Browns uh, looked awful, and uh, I thought they would. Uh, I thought, you know, getting Odell Beckham Jr. out of there, that distraction's gone now. You'd think that they would be able to put something together. But uh, the only guy that did anything was Dearness Johnson. That guy had a phenomenal game, but uh, but nobody else could do anything. Dearness had 19 carries, 99 yards, and seven catches for 58 yards. Uh, great game by him, but uh, pretty lousy effort by everybody else. Pretty yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, yeah, because like once Mayfield went out, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, we're having a few uh, technical difficulties. Sorry to 
all our viewers and listeners, but uh, yeah, let's hope we, we can, yeah, hopefully get some clean audio and video from now. now yes, exactly. So sorry, where were you at then? I, I just, I, I had just said, you know, Brown's just, uh, you know, Dearness Johnson was the only guy that really did anything. Uh, yeah. Brown's looked, looked bad, but uh, guess who they play coming up on Sunday, the, those great Detroit lions. So, I think the Browns can sort of uh, guarantee themselves a victory there. Did you hear me? Yeah, I don't know why we're sudden, suddenly receiving a we're suddenly receiving a ton, a ton of audio and video troubles. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, I wonder why. What's going on? Beer. Okay, I'm going to tell you why. I, I'm pretty sure I know why. It's that deluge of rain. The weather has really screwed us up. Yeah, could but, be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to say, yes, the Lions are what they're, – they're just they're such a great tonic for what ails you for any NFL football team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're playing bad. You need a win. Oh, would you look at that. The Lions are coming up. Ah, okay, I, I think we can turn this ship around. So yeah. hopefully the Browns can get there with uh, – uh, with with uh, with that with them facing the Lions in the yeah. next week. Uh, Patriots go to Atlanta Thursday nighter uh, five twenty. Uh, as I mentioned, Ravens uh, played on Thursday. They go to Chicago to face the Bears. Uh, Miami uh, goes to New York to face the Jets. So, um, okay, let's look at the AFC West. Uh, this uh, suddenly became normal. Uh, the Chiefs were last until this Sunday. Now they're first. Uh, they've been able to turn this around. Uh, they were trailing the other three teams the entire week, entire season until boom, they beat the Raiders, crushed them last night, and uh, now they're back to first place in a division. Yeah, uh, the Chiefs and Mahomes have definitely rediscovered their swagger no. by just absolutely crushing the Raiders just by crushing them. Mahomes stat line. It was, looks like he found his, he found his mojo again, yeah. 35 of 50, 406 yards, five <laughs> touchdowns. Five TDs. Yeah. Every, everybody joined in on the touchdown catches. Like it was just like, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. Everybody yeah. got touchdowns, man. Yeah. Nice. No, it was a uh, it was it was pretty tight game until late in the third quarter, and then uh, suddenly the Chiefs just exploded. Uh, I couldn't believe uh, Travis Kelsey, Daryl Williams, like Daryl Williams, running back. He had 11 carries, uh, but he had nine catches out of the backfield for 101 yards and a TD, um, utilizing him incredibly well. Uh, Kelsey had a huge game. Hill had a huge game. Uh, even Pringle got in in the mix, man. Like it's fun to watch the Chiefs when they are firing on all cylinders like that. Yeah, when they're clicking, they're clicking, man, and they are they are supremely hard to beat once they're once they got their their game rolling. And uh, the rest of the NFL knows that they've been lucky enough that the Chiefs haven't been the Chiefs so far. Yeah. But if they begin to find their mojo now, ooh. Watch out, rest of the league. Watch out. Uh, the Raiders were, uh, yeah, having a struggle. Uh, 
Carr had some good yardage, a couple touchdowns, but uh, they were only one for nine on third down and one for two on fourth down. Only 15 first downs in the entire game, 50 yards rushing. Um, really just, yeah, not, not in the same class as the Chiefs in this one. No, no, not at all. Not, not at all. They just, they did not have it. They did not have uh, what, the, what the Chiefs had in this particular game. They, they just were completely outclassed in this, in this game. Okay, so the Chiefs are six and four, leading the division. Chargers five and four. Raiders five and four. So half a game back there. Uh, Broncos sit last at five and five, but uh, really, really tight, tight division there. Uh, okay, we finish off AFC East. Buffalo Bills got back on track uh, after that debacle last week, losing nine six to the Jags. They blew out the Jets, forty five seventeen. Sit first in the division, uh, half a game ahead of the Patriots, 45 to 17. Uh, that's another team where teams love playing because they're going to get some huge stats and they're going to get some big victories. Uh oh. Are you there? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here now. I'm here okay. now. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, so I was just going to say, Singletary, good game, seven carries, 43 yards, one touchdown. Breda, three carries, 28 yards, another touchdown. They had four rushing touchdowns in this game. Four yeah. rushing touchdowns. Like, it just ran the ball down their throat, and then they said, you know what? We're just going to keep running it. You can't <laughs> stop us. Yeah. And they, they absolutely couldn't, man. It was I was super impressed by that. Allen, 21 of 28, 366 yards, two touchdowns, and his favorite receiver, Diggs, eight receptions, 162 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, it was just an absolute uh, incredible show for Diggs. Uh, even Davis had 100 yards. Uh, Brita had a touchdown on the ground and through the air. Yeah. Um, man, they, they looked incredible. Uh, I don't know why last week they uh, struggled so bad, but uh, great to see Josh Allen and that this team just turn it around and, and get a big victory and, uh, yeah, solidify their spot top of the division. Yes, they did. And uh, <laughs> the Bills defense just feasted on White through four picks. Four. Four picks. Yeah. 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 Didn't have a good game. No, I think uh, I think the Mike White era might be over uh, just as it sort of got started. Yeah, because Flacco came in, went three for three, by the way, 47 yards and a touchdown. So he yeah. wasn't the cause of their woes. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. OK, so that's a, a wrap of the NFL. Um, Buffalo holds the host the Colts. Just host the Dolphins and uh, week 11 uh, will start on Thursday. So, okay, um, let's turn to the UFC. We had another uh, UFC Vegas card. Uh, it was, um, yeah, it, it didn't have a huge stacked card like the last couple we've seen, uh, both the numbered cards, but this one was Vegas 42. 
uh fight night 197 42 events we've had in vegas already man that's uh, incredible uh the main event turned out to be the uh fight of the night uh best fight on the card and uh max holloway sort of guaranteed himself a a really big payday might not get a title shot again right away because he's lost to Volkanovski twice but i understand that um he's trying to get conor mcgregor to sign on the dotted line now and uh, have a big super fight against uh, Connor when he gets back from his broken leg. That fight makes sense. Yeah, it does. It just, it makes sense. It makes sense because Connor's on a, we have to remember major losing streak right now. Yeah. You know, like, and if he wants to gain some sort of relevance, fighting a guy like Max Holloway can get him back to getting that relevance again. Yeah. Um, and then also, too, Max Holloway wants to avenge his loss to Conor McGregor. It makes sense to make this fight happen. I think at this so. Point yeah, because- I, I, I was like, oh, what happens? Because uh, Max is number one contender. He just beat Yair Rodriguez, who's number three. Uh, you think, you know, legitimately you should have a shot. But once you've lost twice, they, they're re- hesitant to um, set up a trilogy fight. And uh, so, yeah, to me, it's just a no brainer as long as they can uh, get Connor to agree. And uh, hopefully he's uh, back soon from his injury. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be a phenomenal fight. Uh, Max Holloway is super exciting. He doesn't finish a lot of guys. So that might be, uh, you know, something that Connor likes, uh, not, you know, not getting KO'd necessarily if he's not back to uh, his sharpness. No, no, but. The one thing that Max Holloway will do, he'll put volume of punches and kicks on you, man. Yeah. He's gonna at the end of the at the end of that fight, you are going to be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're not gonna be coming out of there all fresh face. That's no. for damn sure. Because know. this fight, this fight was a classic. Yeah. Now I know that Yerry Rodriguez has been in the octagon for over two years, covering from injuries and such, but what a way to come back to the octagon. He didn't lose anything from this loss. Nothing. Yeah. In fact, he should not even lose his standing. He should still be a number three. Yeah. Absolutely, man. This fight was an absolute war. The one thing that I'm just going to say, this was the difference between the two men. Holloway was able to focus and deal with the damage just a tad bit better than Yair Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. And also, too, his top position, when he took him down to the ground, he stayed in top position, was able to to hold that position a little bit longer. But still, to Yair Rodriguez's credit, he was still able to battle back to his feet and was still hitting with power, with kicks and punches, even late into the fourth and the fifth round. I was super impressed by that. I didn't think he had it in him, and he did. Yeah, after two-year layoff, um, he still looked really great. Those calf kicks were actually really damaging. Uh, I'm amazed that Holloway was able to withstand that many calf kicks because um, most people would be hobbled really bad, have to change their entire game plan. But uh, Max is super tough, wasn't able to walk through those. Yeah, yeah. And then that's the thing. That's that's the one thing that separates Max Holloway lately anyways, is that he's able to just deal with that damage and stick to his game plan and yeah. enforce his will on his opponent. He did not let off the gas. He kept pressuring him. The entire five rounds, yeah. waiting through all that damage, and still kept coming after him. Ah, great fight, man! 
Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, we um, we had Gaethje Chandler a week ago and everybody, you know, fight of the year type of candidate. But this fight was just a slight notch below that. Uh, this was uh, very entertaining. Both guys threw a ton of shots and uh, went through a, a five round war. Yeah. And and as as Michael Bisping said, this was the, one of the best representations representations of MMA. This fight had it all. They fought each other on every level that you can fight in an MMA landscape. And then at the end of it, the beauty of, of competitive, of their competitive nature, which is, hey, this guy's awesome. This guy's awesome. We went to war in there and I respect the hell out of this guy. And that's yeah. the other beauty. That's the other part of it. I, I love the sportsmanship. Uh, for the most part, um, these guys are, you know, very um, incredible uh, they give each other so much credit for going through these wars. And, and it's one of the reasons why this is uh, one of the greatest sports in the world, if not the greatest. Uh, Max Holloway uh, extended some of his records. He had records for most significant strikes, most wins, most finishes, most performance awards. He's got now 18 wins in the featherweight division, 10 finishes, nine performance awards, and over 2,800 significant strikes in his career uh man is he ever fun to watch i was shocked that two judges uh judged this 48 47 i didn't think that um uh, yeah year uh won that many rounds one judge went 49 46 that's what i i scored it like uh were you surprised the two judges thought he won two rounds yes and no um because yeah you fought that well and so I was, I was okay with the judges giving him those rounds. I, I scored it like you, 49-46. There was a couple of rounds that were super close, yeah. very tight. But at the same time, the right guy won. Yeah. So I was more than okay with that. Cool. As long as the right guy wins, then that's all right. Yeah. And he did win. And, and Holloway deserved that win. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I saw the picture of the post-fight where they were both going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they beat the living hell out of each other. Yeah. They look at, just look at their faces. They beat each other up that badly. I, mm-hmm. I give them all the credit in the world. Great fight, yeah. boys. Yeah, I also um, saw those pictures. And uh, I was sad to see that, uh, yeah, year looks like he's broken his foot. Uh, it, it just blew up. Uh, uh, some of the pictures uh, looks like uh, he's in for a bit of a rehabilitation to recover from a broken foot. Yeah. Yeah, like that foot was mangled. It was it was disgusting. It was gross. Yeah, he's going to take some time to rehab that foot, but hopefully that's the only thing that he has to rehab after a fight like that. I think the uh, analysts were really quite right that uh, Yair, uh, Yair uh, has the potential to be the next Mexican champion in a few years, uh, Brandon Moreno being the first. Uh, I think Yair um, just has to go through a few more battles. That was only his uh, 17th fight uh, as a pro. I think uh, in a couple of years, we're going to see him back at the top, knocking on the door, uh, going for a championship. Yeah, I, I, I firmly believe that if this fight is any indication, he's making those steps to be that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, why don't we uh, turn to the co-main event? Uh Ended really, really quick. Ben Rothwell was heavily favored. Uh, Marcus Rogerio de Lima 
has alternated wins and losses for the past 10 years and uh, wasn't expected to give Ben Rothwell much of a, a challenge, but uh, he just threw some massive bombs and uh, took Ben out. Uh, even though he protested quite a bit, he was in a lot of trouble. He got he got lit up uh, quite a few times. Yeah, man. Like Delima just said, ah, throw caution to the wind. I'm just going to pounce on this guy. Like, that's literally what he did. Yeah. He just said, I'm just going to throw haymakers. I don't know how this is going to end. I, I don't care. I'm just going to try to take this dude out as quickly as possible. And it worked. Yeah. It worked. 32, 32 seconds. And this fight was over. And, uh, yeah, that was that was a devastating uh, way to just attack him. And you're right. Uh, he just didn't uh, didn't throw up any defense, but just kept throwing as many bombs as he could until he he was either going to sleep or or Ben was. Yeah. And it was unfortunate. That was not Herb Dean's better stoppages. I understood why it happened that way because those are two enormous men and Herb Dean's a big man, but he ain't those two guys. Right. So he kind of had to, ah, just get out to pick my spot. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 He was trying to get in just as, as Rogerio was grabbing him in a guillotine type of choke. And then uh, he was trying to step in, but then they sort of fell down and then, uh, Rosario looked like, did you stop this thing? And then Herb's like, I did, I did. It's over, it's over. So, but yeah, yeah not not one of Herb's most finest moments. But as you say, uh, big weighted uh, advantage for those two guys on Herb. Yeah, huge weight, huge weight advantage of those two men. But uh, great win by Delima, and just uh, completely unexpected. So, great win. Ben, ben Rothwell has a. Uh, 39 wins, 28 knockouts, and 28 of them are uh, 28 first-round finishes. So, uh, very lethal guy. Been around a long, long time. Uh, you know, just, yeah. Uh, really big victory for DeLima. Wasn't expecting that. Thought Rothwell would, would take him out. But, uh, yeah, that's why you never know. You just never know. Especially, especially heavyweights, uh, you know. One big punch knocks a guy back, and then you just swarm them, and usually you can finish the fight. Yeah, yeah. Heavyweights, it doesn't matter who the heavyweight is. They all have the power to knock each other out because, while well, they're heavyweights. They're huge, huge human beings. Yeah. Okay, uh, women's featherweight fight before this one. Canadian Felicia Spencer beating Leah Letson. Uh, got the knockout late in the third round. Uh, great to see her back. Uh, she's a formal, former title challenger, had a long layoff, uh, but uh, she's back and uh, was able to get a big one. Basically, her, her, her formula for winning was just to press Letson up against the cage and constantly pressure her. Relentless aggression and relentless pressure until basically, as far as I'm concerned, broke her. Yeah, broke her down, broke her, and then in the third, when she, I love the fact that her coach yelled out, "Give the ref a reason to stop the fight." I remember <laughs> hearing that clearly, nice. and then Spencer going, "Oh, I'll give him a reason, all right." And just started raining elbows Boom. and elbows and more elbows. So I'm just like, I'm thinking he's gonna probably step in and stop. Ah, there it is. He stopped the fight. Ah, great, dominating 
utterly dominating performance by Spencer. Letson did not stand a chance in this entire fight. Yeah, no, not at all. It was a, it was a bit of a mismatch, but uh, yeah, great to see Felicia back. Uh, she had way too long of a layoff, and uh, I'm glad that she was able to come in and get the victory. Okay, let's talk about this welterweight fight between Chaos Williams and Miguel Baeza. Uh, man, uh, Chaos ended up getting a 50K bonus for uh, his big knockout victory. Um, love watching this guy fight. Uh, he's super entertaining. Yeah, both of them are. Yeah. This was a great stylistic matchup, but I do want to point out that Michael Bisping, smart man, just kept saying Baez is making his calf kicks a little bit too predictable. Right. He needs to change it up. I remember when he said that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what he's seeing that I'm not. And then in the second round where Baez was teeing off on his calf kicks, and then as soon as he was done with that second calf kick, Chaos was already attacking him. And I was just like, uh-oh, here we go. Yeah. And his defense wasn't there. He got clipped on the chin and he went out. Yeah. Game over. Landed down, just dropped like a sack of potatoes, went down. He was protesting a lot, but man, that was a that was a big knockout. Uh yeah. he he suddenly came back too. But uh yeah, that was really a good analysis from Bisping because that second yeah. calf kick that happened, uh his corner must have noticed and made him aware of it. That's when he threw his big bomb, uh, landed that, and um, and got the victory. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great when you know guys that have been in there for years and years and years can see some things that we don't notice. Uh, but it was really astute observation, and and right away it it, sh- it showed. Boom! He was able to get the knockout. Yeah, he was able to get the knockout, and. Uh... He hit him with some huge power. That's the one thing about Chaos Williams. You, you may be able to fire back at him, but his return shots, you have to be very concerned about because that, that is nothing but power coming back your way. Great yeah. win by Chaos against a very, very tough opponent, Baeza. Yeah, Baeza is really, really tough, yeah. Okay, the, the fight that kicked off the main event was Song Yudong against Julio Arce. Uh, Song Yudong, uh, yeah, wow, he uh, he looked great, man. Is he a tough, tough guy? Uh, I was very impressed with when uh, he was able to just wobble Arce, and then uh, Yudong just came in, dropped him, forced Herb to to stop this fight. Um, yeah, wow, uh, Song Yudong is a force to be reckoned with in this bantamweight division. He's got great hands. Great hands, great boxing skills, and uh, he's got he's got massive power in those hands. And uh, once he caught Arce, just a flurry of punches to finish him off in the in the round two, and was all she wrote. Arce just did not have he, he just did not have the capacity to continue fighting after he got hit with those bombs. Did not have it. I saw um, Team Alpha Male there, and uh, yeah, they've got another bantamweight fighter that uh, could go far. Um, yeah, I, I saw that uh, they seem to be really excited about the potential of this guy. Yeah, as they should be, because uh, he does a lot of things very well, technically sound on with, the, with his punches and strikes. And again, 
You can't teach power like that, and he has that. He most yeah. certainly has that. Sure does. Okay, the featured prelim had Joel Alvarez against Thiago Moises. Uh, big knockout win in the first round. Alvarez, all finishes in his career so far. He missed weight, uh, but he utilized his big reach advantage, six and a half inch reach advantage. Uh, just was really dominant. Uh, very big TKO stoppage here. Uh, he keeps getting finishes, finished five of his last six. And um, yeah, beat, beat a ranked fighter in Moises. Yeah, beat him. And I'm going to say kind of made it look a little bit easy. Yeah. It, it did not have a lot of trouble in this fight. And I was very impressed with the diversity of the strikes. Knees up the middle, huge elbow strikes, and uh, got the first round's finish. And I, it just felt to me that Moises was overwhelmed yeah. by Alvarez. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, El Finamino, uh, Spanish fighter. Uh, don't see a ton of guys from Spain, but um, yeah, great Great performance for him. Uh, another 50K went to Andrea Lee, who beat Cynthia Calvillo. Uh, Calvillo uh, has been on a meteoric rise and uh, has won a lot of fights in the last couple of years. But Andrea Lee was uh, phenomenal in this one and got the big, uh, big knockout uh, as uh, Cynthia was unable to get off her stool uh, after the second round, uh, couldn't continue going into the third. Uh, I think her coaches decided that she was taking too much abuse and decided to, to say, uh, let's save her for another day. I like that coaching. I like that. I, I, I think too many times you see the coaches go the opposite way, which is, ah, we're just going to keep trotting you out there until you, <laughs> you're almost dead. You know, like, yeah. and, it, and so it clearly shows to me that the coaches care about her well-being, which is a good thing. Yeah. And also, too, she wasn't going to beat Andrea Lee. Let's be honest, man. No. She comes out in the third round, she's just going to get more. She's just going to be beaten on even more so. Yeah. And she just didn't have it. She wanted to have it. She had the will, but it just wasn't her night. And I think there's no shame in calling it, knowing yeah. that all you're going to do is getting beat up more for another round. This was a uh, this was a big upset uh, according to the odds makers. Uh, Andrea KGB Lee was number twelve in the division, and Cynthia's number five. I don't know what the rankings are quite yet, but um, yeah, it'd be amazing to see Andrea suddenly enter into the top five off her uh, off this huge performance. Uh, she was supposed to fight uh, Jessica I, but she withdrew because of an infection. Calvillo stepped in and man, uh, Andrea, uh, I, yeah, she, she will not be out of the top 10 soon. I, I, I don't know how high she'll be, but uh, incredible performance beating the number five ranked fighter. Yeah. Incredible. And I, yeah, she's definitely going to be in the top 10. I don't know about the top five, but I could see her definitely making number six. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Let's talk about the sniper, Sean Woodson. Uh, probably the ugliest body uh, in, in uh, mixed martial arts. Uh, it looks like a daddy long legs, uh, small little body, crazy skinny arms, legs. Uh, so tall for that division. Uh, but man, is he accurate. And uh, does he ever know how to snipe? Uh, very accurate nickname for him. Yeah. And also, too, 
is he knows how to use his reach advantage, which he has plenty of, yeah. plenty of that. And once he got going against Anglin, Anglin was at his wit's end. I don't believe he knew what to do with that. He was no. just like, I have no, like he's got these limbs just coming all <laughs> over at me. I don't know what's going on. Like I, I felt bad for Anglin, man, because once he started getting hit, it just, it just went, it just snowballed. It just a snowball that was an avalanche. And then before you know it, got TKO and got got out of there. Yeah. Out. It's it's tough when you're like, okay, where where do I where, what am I trying to? And then all of a sudden you take liver shots and then you're like, oh, and then you're hitting in the face and oh you're ducking and weaving and bobbing, <laughs> but every shot is just killing you. Uh yeah. that liver shot that brought him down. Uh he had already taken about three of them. Uh that last one, there was no way he he could keep continuing uh yeah uh man woodson is, is, is man what a featherweight to be that tall uh but crazy skinny his legs are just ah, his his arms and legs are just crazy skinny like it doesn't even look like he has any muscle at all on his body but man he's uh he's a lethal striker he is a lethal striker and i i was super impressed with his body shots like his shots in the body, like he just kept hurting Anglin over and over with those liver shots. And then that last one was just like, Ugh, yeah. And Anglin didn't have it in him anymore after that. And it was like, I'm done. He was done. Great win by uh, Woodson. Uh, seven inch reach advantage, six foot two and a half as a featherweight. Uh, it's insane. Uh, the guys, when he walked into that gym that first time, they must have been like, wow, check out this dude. Uh, I think he's got some potential. Uh, okay, Courtney Casey, uh, Liana Jojua, decision victory. Do we need to talk too much about this one? No, just that Casey did everything right, and Jojua did a lot of things wrong. Yeah. Uh, she should have actually got on her bike and tried to get Casey down in yeah. the beginning of the rounds instead of at the end of the rounds. And yeah. when she did that, she lost round one, and she lost round two. Yeah. And then she didn't even bother with the takedown in round three. Good win yeah. by Casey. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, she didn't have too much trouble with that takedown first round. Uh, you'd think she would try it. She was same in the second round. But why not do it at the beginning? If you're getting that advantage, you're getting lit up. She was getting outstruck really badly on the feet. Uh, didn't take take advantage of it. And Casey was able to get the big win. Yeah, yeah. It's uh her her coaches were asking for her to do things and she just didn't she she just was not able to do the things that her coaches asked for so that's why she lost the fight yeah yeah uh rafael alves uh had the big uh early stoppage over mark jacasey um that that flying knee and uh, he stiffed him up with a, a left uh through the flying knee and then Jacasey tried to uh, go for the takedown, immediate guillotine, and uh, choked him out, uh, forced the tap. Um, yeah, very incredibly great performance by Elvis. Yeah, yeah, and against a very dangerous fighter against Jacasey. Like, he made that look kind of easy. Yeah, yeah. What do, you, uh, what do you make of his nickname, The Turn? What the hell's uh, The Turn? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the term is. I, I I'm gonna need some context on that, or it's just it's just the term, you know, like it's just the term. Like I I don't I even I'm just like okay, well, sure, the term it is, whatever. Yeah, 
Alves was a professional soccer player back in Brazil, uh, but he was he uh, had a bike accident that uh, stopped his pro soccer career. So um, he turned to mixed martial arts, and uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah looking great. Uh, that was an, a, a very incredible performance. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the light heavyweight fight off the top. Uh, I, I like Kennedy, uh, but uh, Jung Da Un uh, was the better performer. Got a uh, early KO victory. Uh, just dropped him. Was able to um, yeah land uh, an elbow behind the ear and uh, drop Kennedy and take the victory. It's just the elbow strikes. Yeah, hit him with one elbow. Another. No, and then he just was like, "This is working. I'm just gonna keep elbowing him." Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> just like, oh, okay, well, yeah, and that's what took uh, Kennedy out, man. Like, yeah. when Jung started hitting those elbows, it's been like, oh, this works. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep hitting him with my elbows, and then that was it. That was uh, it. Kennedy could not, he could not deal with that power coming at him, and Jung has plenty of it. Yeah, he sure does. Yeah. Yeah. So fun card. Uh, really great. Uh, glad. Glad that's. Out of the way, we've got uh, a fight this coming Saturday. We've got Misha Tate and Caitlin Vieira being the main event. Co-main has Michael Chiesa against Sean Brady. Uh, we've got JoJo. Uh, her last name is Wood now. There's no Calder on there. She married a guy with the last name Wood, so it's JoJo Wood. Uh, Davy Grant, Adrian Yanez. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fun fights on this card. Uh, not a ton of big names, but uh, as usual, I'm sure we'll see some great fireworks. Yeah, and and maybe it will be like this card where there was like, what? I think three of these fights went decision. That's it? Yeah. So if it can be like this, it'll be a great card. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, I heard, uh, I think it was Megan O'Leary, uh, or maybe it was Karen Bryant that said uh, this this card tied a record for the most knockouts on a card. And I don't, I can't see that being true. Cause I, I, I feel like there's more cards that would have had more than eight knockouts, but um, that's what they said. Uh, I'll, I'll have to dig into it a little deeper, but uh, did you hear her say that? I did. I did. I remember hearing them say that because I, as I was going through it, I was just like, okay, so that one went to decision. Knockout, 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 knockout. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, oh, okay, well, they might have a point here because there was a lot of finishes. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I seen, I'm like you. I thought I remembered cards where I'm like, where they were damn near almost all knockouts yeah. finishes. So, yeah, but, especially, you know, some cards got 14, 15, 16 fights on them. And, you know, yeah. I would have thought out of, uh, let's see, there's probably, uh, you know, being close to 600 cards now and, uh, you know, to not have one that had more than eight, uh, really shocks me, but, uh, I, I, I'm looking through the prelims and I see that, uh, our, our local girl, uh, Lupi Godinez, uh, is fighting again. Uh, this is her third fight in like a month. Uh, she's fighting Loma Lukbunme. Uh, and uh, oh. yeah, so that's amazing that she's uh, so thrown back in there so quickly. Yes, and and I'm hoping that this time around, because her last fight was not actually in her weight division, right? So this time around, yeah. better be in her weight division because it was very, very apparent 
She's too small for the upper weight division. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, she's a small in stature girl. And uh, yeah, you're right. She was fighting above, above her weight class there. So um, yeah. And they're, uh, they're both six and two going into this one. So uh, it will be great to see the local girl back at it. Okay. Uh, we're going to finish off with the NBA as usual. Um, yeah. There's been a lot of, a lot of top teams emerging uh, as we see uh, golden state still, even though they lost last night, uh, still the best team in the league. And uh, yeah, just not seeming to be, um, yeah, missing a beat. They, uh, they just barely lost last night, but 11 and two, a uh, couple game lead on the Suns. And um, yeah, really, really, really looking strong. Fun to watch right now. They're fun to watch. And I just love the fact that they share the ball. Yeah. You know, like they did just they move the ball on offense. And even if somebody, is like doing their thing, like Steph is dancing or whatever. There's still off-ball movement in the mm-hmm. offense, which is – I don't understand why more teams don't do that. Like, you don't just need to stand in the corners and be like, well, let's just watch your superstar go to work. Like, no, man, move. Oh, do yeah. something. Yeah. Cut. You know, like, you can also play make, you know. It, it's it's frustrating sometimes. It's frustrating yeah. when I, I see the offenses work and I just go, no, man – I like to see movement. I like to see the players still move. Even mm-hmm. if the guy is like on the block or whatever, and he's doing his thing, you can still move. You can still move to open spaces and stuff. So, yeah. and that's why I love the golden state. I love watching them play. Yeah, and to, yeah, yeah. to a certain respect, that's why I like watching the Hornets play. They kind of do some similar things that golden state does. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, Watched uh, Charlotte and Golden State last night. Phenomenal game. Uh, I heard you got it on tape, so I won't ruin a lot of it. But, um, man, uh, it comes down. It's 99-98 for Charlotte for about four minutes. Uh, It's like the first team to 100 typically in the NBA wins the game. And uh, nobody wanted to get to 100. It was crazy. (laughs) So many shots. So much good defense. But, so many missed shots. Uh, it was crazy to watch. And finally, um, yeah, there was uh, somebody got 100. Hornets got 100 and went on to win. But, uh, man, uh, that was a fun game to watch, though. I love LaMelo Ball. Uh, he is just um, has been a, a real talent and a real treat to come in and watch. Uh, he's, yeah, he's doing things that uh, we haven't seen many players in this league do. Yeah, yeah, man. And also too, he he's got a little Russell Westbrook in him. He's yeah. he's he's got the potential to get those triple doubles just like that. And he was on point from three. He was hitting three pointers. I think by halftime he was four or six from three. Like, yeah, he's he's uh he's a complete pleasure to watch. And and his passing skills just very reminiscent. I said it before and I'll say it again of Magic Johnson. Yeah, he, he's got that in him. He definitely has that. Well, uh, there was uh, his performance on Friday. They uh, played the Knicks and they beat the Knicks. Uh, he had uh, he had 17, uh, 17 assists. Uh, no, 17 rebounds, 12 assists, five steals. Uh, and he led all teams in those three categories. And both both the Knicks and Charlotte in both those categories. And it was he was the third youngest player to ever have that happen where he 
led both teams in a game. And Magic Johnson and Luka Doncic were the other two guys in that category. Uh, so he's he's entering elite company with Magic and Luka. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, because that's all you got to say. It's like, oh, you did things that Magic and Luka have done. Okay, well, enough said. He's really good. Yeah. He's really good. He's the only player in the league right now that's averaging 19 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, and two steals a game. Only player in the league. Nobody else uh, has has those types of stats across the board. That's amazing. And, and like, look at how young he is. It's his second year, and he's already doing this. Yeah. And we've seen a, another stud do this, too. His name is Luka Doncic, and look at what he's doing. Yeah. He's already looking like an MVP candidate. So is that is that is that where we're going to see LaMelo in his third year? Possibly. Yeah. Uh, mentioning Golden State again, uh, the, their owner, Joe Lacob, said that the trade that he did, D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins, best trade he's ever made as um, best trade that, that they have ever made as an organization. Uh, well, you know what? Now that you look back on it and you see the way that Wiggins is playing to see what D'Angelo Russell is doing, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would, I would have to second that because all of a sudden Andrew Wiggins has changed his game into more of a defensive savant that can guard any wing at any point in time. Um. Okay. Uh, a funny story came out of the Timberwolves. They were fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Uh, this past weekend, they did the brutal thing by going and having a practice at A-Rod's house. $250,000 for practicing at A-Rod's house. What? <laughs> okay, first off, wait, wait what? <laughs> Why did you do that? Like, what, what is going on here? Like, you have a practice facility. What do you do? Like, there's a pandemic going on. What? <laughs> so weird. I don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah, that was just that was a weird fine and uh, weird to even think that they decided. Yeah, I think this sounds like a cool idea. Why don't we go to Arod's house and have a big practice? And they said, no, 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 not allowed to do something like that. So uh, a little lighter in the wallet for the owner of the T Wolves. Uh, okay, this is a this is not a I don't know. I guess this is a story we're ending with. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, known for one of the greatest players of all time, also known for his philanthropy work and all the things that he's done in his life. Well, um, his son doesn't seem to be the same stand-up guy that Kareem has has been able to be. And uh, he was sent to prison for six months today. He um, got into a dispute with his neighbor over the garbage cans and uh, his neighbor asked him to help his grandmother move her garbage cans out to the street and he proceeded to stab the guy. Uh, he stabbed him several times in the back, the head, the neck and the abdomen. When the guy fell down from all the stab wounds, he fractured his skull and had some bleeding on his brain. Uh, so you think, um, how much time do you think 
you should get for doing all that. Not six months. No, I don't think six months is enough. Uh, does he get six months because he's the son of Kareem? But this story just doesn't make sense. Uh, they fight over garbage cans. He stabs the guy a whole bunch of times, almost kills him. And uh, they say, yeah, six months in jail. That's attempted murder, right? <laughs> I mean, like, that's, like he's several seconds away from actual murder. Yeah. Like, I know. Okay, I know Kareem is like a big deal. Like, but is he that big a deal that he can keep his son out of prison? I guess. Because I can't. There's no other explanation other than Kareem stepped in and did something behind the scenes because there is no freaking way that you get six months for attempted murder. That is attempted murder, my friend. Yeah. That you going to jail for a couple of decades. You know what I mean? Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm shocked. I, I was just blown away that he only got six months for that. And um, yeah, Adam. Abdul Jabbar, uh, six months for attempted murder. Yeah, stabbing the guy a whole, whole, whole bunch of times over garbage can dispute. Uh, pretty ridiculous. Uh, I, I've been keeping my attention a little bit on the Raptors. Uh, end of the third quarter, playing the Blazers, 85 all heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, Raptors are seven and seven, up and down year. Uh, I think we're going to sort of see them in that you know, close playoffs, maybe uh, right in that probably seven to 10 range. Um, but there was talk that um, they are in talks right now with the Mavs. Um, the Mavs are really wanting to get Goran Dragic. I guess um, he is, his brother is really good and close with Luka Doncic, and they would love to get the countrymen together. Uh, for some reason, since Dragic has been in uh, in Toronto. He's been getting, did not play coach's decision night after night after night, uh, not taking the floor at all. And um, a lot of teams were hoping they, they would waive him, but the Raptors want to get something for him. Uh, they think he's valuable for other teams and uh, they're trying to make a trade. I... I lost you. You're frozen. Damn. Guess we'll, once you come back online, we'll have to probably just say goodbye. Are you there? <clears throat> you froze. Am I frozen on, on your side? Okay. I lost you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Jeez. I I, I, I dipped out. It <laughs> yeah. sounded really good. All right. So <laughs> do you want do you want to you want to say that again? I, yeah, I don't know what you heard, but uh, I guess Raptors are trying to uh, trade Goran Dragic. Uh, they hear that the Mavericks are really trying to get him. Uh, hopefully that can be made because um, I think Goran's a great player. He just has not been able to make it onto the floor in Toronto. Yeah, and I, I, I believe I, I saw an interview with Goran, and he did say that he's been in contact with the, with the coaching staff and stuff, and they've come to an agreement that he's not going to play. Um, so I guess they want to keep him healthy 
Um, they're, they're still paying him, so that's pretty cool. But they're definitely going to move him. But I, I'm, I'm curious to see where they move him to and yeah. what they feel that they can do because I, I myself thought they were just going to wave him and just let him do what he wants to do. But uh, it doesn't seem that Usai Ujiri wants to do it that way, wants to play that. So yeah. uh, they're going to have to move him for something and they probably want something in return. So, But if they can work something out with the Mavericks and get pieces that they need for their team, uh, maybe. But maybe they're also looking elsewhere as well. But at the same time, I'm 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 pretty sure Goran Dragic has to be involved in those talks as well. Like if they're going to trade him, he has to be notified. Yeah. Is it would this be a team that you'd be willing to go to or something like that? Because I think it's still very amicable these talks that they're having between him, the coaching staff, and the and the team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think uh, yeah he has to be happy with the move and um yeah uh you know i'm glad the raptors aren't just uh waving him and tossing him away because i think he's valuable to other teams and he could uh, garner something back and uh and masai ujiri has uh, and bobby green have made some good deals there and um yeah we'll see what shakes down in the next week or so um but um yeah another podcast comes to a close uh this was fun man as usual and uh really um yeah looking forward to a great week ahead thanks for doing this and uh yeah i guess uh, I'll, I'll see you at some point tomorrow yes yes because i was the lucky one and i get to do all the rubber matting while you get to go off with the truck it's great it's great man <laughs> but yes yes man it's 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 always a pleasure always a pleasure doing this with you and uh i look forward to more talks and more great uh sports for this uh, upcoming week you just got to get a little bit better at rock, paper, scissors. And then, you, you know, I'd be doing that. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yes. Yes. You, you beat me. Beat me. Best out of three. You got it. You got me. <laughs> okay, man. Well, I heard it's supposed to be sunny tomorrow. So I'm glad you're getting, uh, you're getting more of a suntan and you'll be a happy guy there tomorrow. And, and uh, yeah, as, as I said, uh, this was fantastic. As usual, uh, let's have a great week ahead. Yes, definitely. We will. We shall do that. And uh, you have yourself a great evening, sir. Thanks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Sounds great, Jason. Cheers. Good night. Cheers. Good night. Okay. Well, thanks for everybody for uh, sticking in. We had some audio and video troubles. Uh, man, Zoom is uh, annoying sometimes. Love it, but hate it. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm sure hoping one day we can stop that from happening and get a great feed the whole entire time. Uh, but I really appreciate you sticking to the end. I uh, want to mention our partners and sponsors, Anchor FM. They call themselves the easiest place to make a podcast. Just go to anchor.fm. You can do what Jason and I have just done here. Uh, we, I want to talk about uh, Verbero the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology, performance, and value. And the V350 stick is a must-have for any hockey player in your family or friends. Uh, we got Pampas and Possibilities, designers of West Coast made pretty things. They will do installations in your home or send it to you to uh, pretty up your spot. And Forever Living, the aloe vera company, they have products for health and beauty thanks as always and uh yeah go to uh, complete sportsmedia.com complete media network.com 
Lots of amazing content as always. Have a great week ahead. Love you guys lots. Take care of yourself and bye for now.